making mistakes is sometimes good. A podcast from the ancient Texan. February 2023. Yo. This is the Ancient Texan, and I'm going to talk about making mistakes. I'm going to start off with a little story about R&D that I work in and what happened, I think, probably back in 2016-17. I was on a project making magnesium. Uh, carbon thermal magnesium production and we worked on the thing for a few years we had lots of failures or experiments I'd like to call them we had problems with this um, seal we were going from 1800 C which is like 3000 Fahrenheit down to room temperature over a very short transition very big thermal gradient and we couldn't get that seal to, to seal and it leak oxygen into the system and magnesium reacts and makes magnesium oxide and you don't get mag magnesium out of the bottom of the furnace I think we failed to some extent sometime we got a little magnesium but Mostly we got magnesium oxide instead of magnesium coming out of the furnace. Which, looking at another way, might be a process for making magnesium oxide. But that wasn't what we're trying to do. So, we finally got the seal to work. And we ran this experiment this day. We, we had some problems with the furnace, and it took us a long time to, to get up to 1800C. And um, there's a lot of other problems that you, normal problems that you have in research. Well, we finally got it up to temperature, and we knew we were making magnesium because when we'd open up, we had some some filters on the end of the system would open them up, air would hit them, and they would, you'd get a flash of fire from the magnesium, which is kind of cool and exciting in its own way. So, our fat last, you know, attempt at running the day, we were tired, is, you know, two in the morning. So, we put these canisters, um, that had collected some of the magnesium uh, in a in an, a tent that was filled with argon. And so as the technician was leaving, we're closing everything off. Um, he, you know, being tired and stuff, turned the argon flow off to the tent and left. Well, that was like 2 in the morning. 7 in the morning, we're awakened by... Uh, fire trucks. Well, air sleep slept slipped into the where the argon tent used to be. It was now air in there, and it uh, 
leaked into the canisters, caught them on fire, burned up the canisters, burned up the table, burned down the burned up a lot of the lab. Fire trucks came and saved the building that was attached to the lab. Well, insurance companies didn't like this. The project was canceled by the person financing our project, a rich billionaire. You mean a million dollars, Mr. Ancient Texan, not a billion dollars. Because we'd already spent a billion, we've had all these failures, and we finally made magnesium and burned down the lab. We couldn't do work there anymore because the insurance company wouldn't invest. So is that good or bad? Well, it was really a bummer after what I considered our biggest success in making magnesium. We'd finally got the problem solved that was stopping our reactor from making magnesium. And it wasn't still running perfect, but we made enough magnesium to burn down a lab. So, was that a success or failure? To the guy furnishing the money, it was a failure and we stopped working on it. To me, it was a success because we made magnesium and we'd solved one of our big problems. And I wasn't the one that solved that problem, by the way. The guy that I work with, Jens, and some, uh, someone else had solved that uh, seal problem. But it was solved. Um, the method had a lot of potential. I thought it was going to be a low-cost method for making magnesium, bring magnesium production back to the U.S. Well, hmm. But now looking back, I kind of look at it, the stopping the project, which I thought was a mistake at the time, and argued, made that argument. I now look back and say, hmm, I think this was a success because I now spent the next year trying to figure out A, how we could have done those tests better, but B, just kind of looking over the whole thing and saying, is there another way to do this? Well, I now believe I've figured out the next iteration pretty significant modification of the test procedure and method um, to make magnesium that I think is going to be 10 times better than the first method. So stopping the experiments may have been the right answer, although the story isn't written yet because no one's taken me up on trying this new method, which I think is going to bring magnesium back from China. I think it's the best thing since chicken soup. And I'm going to write that up, and if no one backs it up, I'm going to publish it to the world and just 
give it away. Uh, you know, it's part of my legacy and, you know, go ahead and, you know, die. I want to do this pre-senile stage in my life so that I can, you know, do a good job on this report. But it will probably be picked up by the Chinese, not America, because we are adverse to doing that kind of stuff in America. We'd rather export it and let uh, the Chinese do it. They do it dirtier than us, less efficient than us, pay their workers less, pollute more. But we somehow think that makes us better because we don't do those kind of dirty things like refine metals and build smelters. We let the rest of the world do it, not in my backyard. I've talked about that on uh, just my last podcast. So, Mr. Ancient Texan, are you saying stopping the experiments to make magnesium was not a mistake even though you thought it was at the time? Are you saying it is a mistake that we don't make magnesium and other critical metals in America? Are you saying that NIMBYs don't see the bigger picture? Then why will you give away the new and improved method of making magnesium to the Chinese before you go senile? You are not making sense, Mr. Ancient Texan. So now, I want to talk about my last podcast, which was saying that there's not enough minerals really to make electric vehicles in the kind of quantities and, you know, we want to make them instead of uh, gasoline powered. Well, that's just not going to happen. You can look at the last videos or the last video I made or look at the um, Mark Mills has some great, great videos. It's an engineering problem. And it doesn't necessarily decrease the amount of CO2 into the uh, environment because you have to make a lot more mines, dig a lot more holes, tear up a lot more of the planet to make electric vehicles. Now, net good or bad, that, that's uh, complicated and depends on the situation and the grid you're connected to and all that kind of stuff. So in some cases, you'll reduce CO2 emissions. In some cases, you won't. But it's not simple. It's a simple political question, or apparently most people think it is. But engineering-wise, it's not simple to answer the question of do you lower CO2 emissions with an electric vehicle? Depends on the situation. But I was telling my son, son that I think you'll be okay anyway. Let's take California right now. They want to go by 2030 or 2035, 100% electric vehicles. No more ice, industrial internal combustion engines in their state. See, I better get that paper written quickly about it before I go see now. Can't talk today. So, what do I think 
is going to happen when they try to go to just electric vehicles and they're also trying to go to completely renewable power supply. I think the cost of CO2, the cost of electricity will go up a lot in California. Maybe the people will revolt. And B, CO2 emissions will, will go up like they have in Germany. They're also shutting down a nuclear power plant and not replacing them in California. So I think the net result is they're going to get exactly the opposite of what they want. Electricity is going to cost more and more CO2 is going to go up into the air. Well, they obviously don't think that or they wouldn't be doing that. And kind of like those experiments I was doing, that may be a good or bad result, whichever way it goes, based on who's looking at it. In one way, California is doing a big experiment for the rest of the nation. I think it's going to be very painful for the citizens of California. The cost of electricity is going to go up. And their CO2 emissions, if they count them fairly, like some of the CO2 emissions will now happen in the Congo or South America because the mining will not be done in California. It will be done somewhere else. And the environmental costs will be moved to somewhere else. And the CO2 will enter the, you know, the air of the world somewhere else. And the environmental damage of the mine will be moved to somewhere else. So California may, you know, virtue, virtue signal. They may claim they've just done a wonderful thing, and if they're not honest about the whole total package, we may not, well, somebody will do the calculations and figure out if it's, you know, truth or fiction. And some of us will listen to it, and some of us won't, and who knows. But they're doing a big experiment, and I think their experiment's not going to come out well. But it is an experiment. We will learn from it. And the rest of us, and maybe even California, will make adjustments based on their experiment. So it's, it's really hard to know in advance is if an action, you know, that wastes money, you know, if their experiment fails, they've just spent a lot of money that could have been spent, you know, better, you know, feed their people, get rid of homeless in San Francisco. Uh, do a water project to get more, you know, water for their state. But they've wasted it on, you know, going green. They think they're growing green, and they're not. And increasing the cost of electricity. So, when I told my son I thought it would work out, even though I think, you know, going to electric vehicles is not actually possible because we don't have the mining capability to ramp up like we say we're going to be ramping up. 
and we haven't really done honest accounting on what the CO2 impact is. I said it'd be okay, um, and, I, and I still think it will be because we're doing an experiment that we learn from. It's kind of the same thing in personal life. We think we've met the love of our life when we get married and we find out, well, not so much. Or we find out, I really got lucky. I, I think I'm in the I really got lucky camp with my wife. So, in a lot of when we say we do, you know, we failed at something or did something wrong, if you grow up in the world that I live in on work, um, if you want to stay sane, you have to say, I just ran an experiment. I just learned from what I just did. Um, and as painful as that learning may be, it's developing character. I've been doing R&D most of my life. And I would say my failure rates, you know, that 10% success thing, I think it's much lower than that. I think it's, well, at least mine is, I think it's like 1%. And most of the advancements have come on the heels of a big failure. Like I may have worked my whole life trying to make magnesium, and I've got a few pounds to show for it, but it's kind of like my fishing expeditions. I, you know, average at least one fish per trip, which means some trips I don't catch any, and some trips I catch two fish. <laughs> well, my... My career has been very similar to that. I've had a lot of failures, or failures by the classic sense. Even the picking of my career, one could say, is a failure, because we decided right after I picked my field and extracted metallurgy that we were going to export all metal refining to China. Nobody, you know drew up the report and said, here, we've made this decision. But as a country, we decided that we're going to move the dirty industries offshore so we could clean up our country or something. But we've actually made the planet much dirtier because we've moved it to places that it's not done as well. And we've made ourselves very dependent on people like China. Russia. Our supply chain is now hopelessly tied to China or Russia. Pick the countries you want to, you know, name. Saudi Arabia. Although we've kind of severed that by fracking, which a lot of people thought was a mistake, but it's made us energy independent. And we've gradually learned to do that without screwing up the environment. So what seems like a mistake and makes us self-righteous if we're not real careful in making judgments about other people and what they're doing and about what we're doing ourselves um, comes down to being okay 
after you have a little time to see what comes of the experience. I was going to say what comes of the mistake you make. And and I think we need to, you know, just the same thing in a marriage. I, I was married two times before this third one. Um, made lots of mistakes. Um, and probably didn't ma marry very smartly, wisely. But maybe I couldn't have married Amy, my current wife, without going down the road with not only my first two wives, and a lot of the problems that I had were completely mine. I, I, I think uh, with Julie, I could have had a much more, a much better life if I was as wise as I am now, but I could only get as wise as I am now by marrying Amy and learning with her. So I I think we need to classify more of our experiences in life as learning experiences, character growing experiences, instead of failures or mistakes. Because you don't really quite know where things are going right after an event. An event that looks like a complete disaster, like burning down a lab with the magnesium you just made. You don't quite know if that's a mistake or not. Well, obviously you didn't mean to do it, so from that point of view it's a mistake. But you don't know if that experience is for the better or the worse. I'm now working on a magnesium project and we've had some funding challenges. Is that for the better or the worse? Well, I think in the lull, of looking for more money to continue the research. I think we've made a few changes in the plan that are gonna be much better. And I think we could have, if we had all the money, could have kept running hard, going in the same direction and had the same results as we were having, which were not terribly good. So now, I think with a little lull in the action, we've made some changes that I think are going to make a big difference. And I predict magnesium in our future. I'm still hoping I get to do the carbothermal magnesium process because I think it has tremendous potential. Not only for magnesium, but a lot of metals like lithium. How that gets out in the world, who knows? Maybe this podcast will do something. I doubt it, but whatever. Well, right now, I'm going to go up with my wife. 
Maybe I'll take my dog along who's sitting here beside me. I'm going to go to the farmer's market and get some fruit and vegetables. Maybe I'll see my daughter and my grandson tonight come over for Friday night order out time. Anyway, this, this is the Ancient Texan. This is kind of a rambling podcast here about making mistakes and how they're necessary. In the U.S., I believe, is making some mistakes in renewable energy. The whole way it looks at the problem has become a political exercise instead of an engineering exercise. Bungalow. Bungalow. My dog's digging a hole in the couch. Don't dig a hole in the couch. That's a mistake, buddy. Anyway, I gotta go. This is the ancient Texan. Namaste. Sometimes you can't tell if a decision is right or wrong until you ride a little further down the road. Where's my horse? You make no sense sometimes, Mr. Ancient Texan, but we still love you.